Hello and welcome back to the Out of Bounds Podcast, episode 25, 25, 25. Anyway, sorry for doing that. How was everyone's weekend, huh? Did you have a good weekend? I hope you did, because I had a very great weekend. It actually is the start of Monday being 12.26 a.m., so, and I have a job interview in less than nine hours, so that is going to be exciting. <laughs> I haven't gotten to sleep yet. All right, so, USFL, let's talk about it. Why I had a great weekend, every single game I predicted came true. I made a, I recently joined a uh, betting app, I'm not going to name which app in particular it was, but basically I joined, they gave me a free $50 to bet with, like, a free bet, it's not like they gave me actual money that I could, like, just deposit from my account, but I put that $50, bet it all on a three-game parlay this week, it was all the games except for the Stars game, although I did predict the Stars to win because they went up against the Panthers, who suck, and, I mean, the Stars aren't much better, but we'll get into that later. Uh, all three of them came true. I bet on the New Orleans Breakers, who won. I bet on the New Jersey Generals, who won. And I bet on the Stallions, who won. And that turned my $50 free dollar bet into $150 in real life. And I could just deposit that money right now. Therefore... I am very knowledgeable. Now you see, I am very knowledgeable when it comes to the USFL. So, all of you that are like, you're just... Your rankings are wrong. Obviously, they're not. Because if you followed my rankings last week, you could have became a rich man like me. I'm not really rich. All I have is a hundred-something dollars. Anyway, alright. Let's get into this week's breakdown. Also, before we start the video, I just want to say uh, there was an Eagles... Uh, analyst who's been covering the Eagles for 53 years, longer than I was alive, more more than 30 years than I've been alive. Gray Didinger, who was an Eagles analyst for a very long time, has retired at the age of 75. Want to give a shout out to him. Did a great job covering the Eagles. Always watched him before and after the game on NBC Sports Philadelphia. How he would break down the uh, Eagles game, so just want to shout out Ray Dinger. Happy retirement. Hope you have a nice life watching your grandchildren. Alright, so let's now jump right into the breakdown of the power rankings this week for the USFL. Number 8 coming in as the Pittsburgh Molars, no surprise. I wouldn't even be surprised if they didn't win a single game this year. So the USFL draft works like they'll have one round where you can only draft like wide receivers and then like the next round it'll be like running backs and or QBs or something basically. So it doesn't work like the NFL draft where you can pick any selection if you're the number one overall pick. I think you should just give the number one overall pick each round to the Pittsburgh Molars because they need it, because they are absolutely garbage. I don't know if it's the coach or if it's because they lost that running back that didn't want to have chicken salad and he wanted to have pizza. I don't know. It's just really bad. All right, let's continue. 
All right, yeah, Pittsburgh Molars coming in at number eight. They had bad QB play. Uh, they had the QB had 169 yards with 15 completions. The completion percentage was 46.9 percent. Uh, the run game was decent at best. They had a touchdown. Their best rusher had 43 yards with five carries. Why they didn't give him the ball more often, I do not know. I am not the coach. Maybe they should replace me with the coach. I would accept the job. Also, if any of you USFL teams are listening, you need a running back QB wide receiver tight end. I'm right here. Give me the call. Uh, defense wasn't much better. They only had four tackles for loss. So as you can see, uh, both the offense and the defense not doing too good. They faced up against the New Jersey Generals this week. Coming in at number 7, we have the Michigan Panthers. And their QB was terrible. He had one TD to three interceptions. He also had a rushing touchdown, so I guess that's also props to him. But still, not much better. He had a 52.9 completion percentage and only 69 yards rush er, passing the ball. Like, pff, I, now I know I can do better than that. I, I just know for a fact. Just let me call the plays, and I can promise you I'll do better than that. I'm sorry, uh, Patterson, but I, I I truly believe I am better than you. I don't want to judge at all or make any uh, illegitimate conclusions, but that is my uh, best reasoning. Uh, the run game was good, though. They had two touchdowns, and their best rusher had over 150 yards, a TD, on only 12 carries why didn't they hand it the ball off to him more i do not know although to be fair they did go up against the philadelphia stars who i've been saying since week one have a terrible rushing defense they cannot stop the run at all so if you want to beat the stars all you have to do is run the ball um why didn't their coach just run the ball actually i think it's the offensive coordinator whose job it is to call the offensive plays because uh, their coach is a defensive-minded guy. He's the only guy I know from the NFL. Uh, his name's blanking on me right now, but it'll probably come back to me later. He was a coach of the Rams, and he also coached the uh, Titans, and that Titans team actually went to the Super Bowl, but that was before I was born. Uh, I think that was in the early 90s or maybe in the, even the 80s. Uh, but yeah, he's an old guy, but... I mean, he's not the oldest head coach in the league, and he still looks good for his age. Uh, okay, defense was good. They had two sacks, five tackles for loss, one interception, and one forced fumble. I think that's a pretty good defense. Now, coming in at number six is the Philadelphia Stars. The QB played well, especially due to the fact that he was a backup. Their main QB, Scott, he went down with a knee injury last week, and it looks like he's not going to be able to play for the rest of the season. So this backup is probably going to be their starting QB for the rest of the season. He had a 73.3 completion percentage, uh, 190 yards, and he only had 8 incompletions on 30 attempts, which is pretty good. Uh, he had 2 passing touchdowns, 1 interception. The run game was okay. The best rusher had 62 yards on 11 attempts. Uh, the defense was good. They had two sacks, six tackles for loss, and three interceptions. And like I said before, they went up against the Michigan Panthers. So that's why I didn't move them up from last week was because they faced a bad team. Uh, like 
when I'm making these rankings, I also take into account the teams they face and their strengths. So, yeah, they only face the Michigan Panthers, which isn't much better. Um, all right. Houston Gamblers. Now, the Houston Gamblers only have one win, uh, but I put them higher than the Philadelphia Stars because they went up against the New Orleans Breakers, and I saw them doing uh, a better... I'd say they had a better game than the Philadelphia Stars because actually the Philadelphia Stars were about to lose the game and it was a 20-yard field goal for the Michigan Panthers down by one point. Uh, this field goal wins them the game and their kicker could not make this 21-yard field goal. If you need a kicker, pff, I'm here. I'm just saying I'd like to get back into the football action. I don't got much going on for me right now. Alright, so Houston Gamblers. QB was decent. He had 53.8% uh, completion completion percentage, uh, 127 yards, passing, one touchdown, zero interceptions. The run game was absolutely horrendous. They had one running back who had 14 attempts and only 10 yards. Let me repeat that again for you. 14 attempts and only 10 yards. He's not even averaging one yard per attempt. The defense played well with two sacks, five tackles for loss, three interceptions, and one forced fumble. So the defense did play well. They came close to being the New Orleans Breakers. It literally came down within the final minute of the game. However, the Houston Gamblers were unable to stop the Breakers from scoring that final touchdown, and they could not produce on their final drive. So that's how the game ended for the Gamblers. Tampa Bay Bandits coming in at number four. QB was okay. He had a 59.1% completion completion percentage. He had 125 passing yards, one TD to zero interceptions. Uh, however, the run game was bad. Their best running back had 11 attempts with only 18 yards. I'll repeat that again for you because I also pointed out the bad running back from the last team. 11 attempts with only 18 yards. Now he is getting more than one yard per attempt on average, but it's still very, very, very bad. And that's their best running back, may I remind you. Uh, the defense played okay with four sacks and five tackles for loss. You might be wondering uh, why I have them at number four. Well, they did go up against the Birmingham Stallions, who are the best team in the USFL, so that is why. Now, this one might come as a shocker. I have at number three the New Orleans Breakers. Now, I, in week one and two, I had them as, like, the best team in the USFL, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if they went to the playoffs uh, or the championship for the USFL South. However, I do not believe they are going to be going to the championship, I think it will be the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, the New Orleans Breakers really had a downturn in recent weeks. They did win this game, uh, but the QB play was shaky. He had a 61.9 completion percentage, one TD, uh, three interceptions, although he did have almost 400 passing yards. So that a props to him. It's Kyle Slaughter. He was in the NFL for a bit. I remember him. But yeah, he had 
61.9 completion percentage is not that great and obviously the three interceptions is not good at all but he did have almost 400 passing yards which i think he leads the usfl in passing yards so i can't bang on him too much the run game was good with their best best rusher having 19 attempts uh, 104 yards and one TD. I wish they just would have ran the ball more. Like there was at one point where they got into field goal range, and like Kyle Slaughter threw this great pass that was like 50 yards, got them into field goal range, uh, while they were down by three with less than two minutes left of the game. And instead of just running the ball to get closer to that field goal range and hopefully get first downs and run out the clock and hopefully score a touchdown they instead just had had Kyle Slaughter like pass it all three times and it was an incompletion each time I was like coach what are you doing uh but the defense was terrible for them they had five tackles for loss and one forced fumble in previous weeks I praised the New Orleans Breakers for having an absolutely great defense I said their defense is probably the reason why they will win their division however their defense was extremely lackluster today and they faced the Tampa Bay Bandits who aren't that good of a football team so I don't even know. Oh, wait, no, they didn't face the Tampa Bay Bandits. They faced the Houston Gamblers, my bad. Uh, but, yeah, the Houston Gamblers, and that's not a good football team. They only have one win, so this it, it's bad uh, for the New Orleans Breakers. I'm not really liking the future, although I do like their coach. I do like their quarterback, but they really got to make some improvements. Coming in at number two, I have the New Jersey Generals. Uh, I was really impressed by the New Jersey Generals. Now, I know you're probably going to be like, they face the Pittsburgh Mullers. Pittsburgh Mullers are the worst team in the USFL undisputed. I understand that. But through we recent weeks, they really impressed me. Now, you got to remember in week one, they were beating the Birmingham Stallions for most of the game. It was only very up until the last quarter in which the Birmingham Stallions took the lead and won that game. Uh, for the New Jersey Generals, their QBs played well, combining for 20 completion. They had 20 out of 24 completions, meaning they only had four incompletions uh, together, making it an 83.3 completion percentage, which is really good. 200 passing yards, one TD, and zero interceptions. The run game was okay altogether, combining for 32 attempts uh, and 101 113 yards and two touchdowns, but altogether averaged 3.5 yards per carry, which isn't that great. Although some of you may be like, if you have 3.5 yards per carry and run it each play, you'll get a first down every time. I understand that, but you can't always rely on that. Defense played really bad with only one sack and two tackles for loss. Yeah. I was not impressed by the New Jersey Generals defense at all, especially considering that they faced the Pittsburgh Moors, who have one of the worst offenses and defenses in the league. All right, coming in in first place as no surprise, Birmingham Stallions continuing the undefeated streak. The QB was good, especially for a backup. He, uh, I don't really know what happened to their QB one. Um, but this guy was actually their QB1 in week one. But then, obviously, Smith, their backup, came in and won them the game against the New Jersey Generals and has been their starter. 
henceforth. So this guy is good for, especially for being a backup. He had an 83.6 completion percentage, 126 yards, one rushing TD. Uh, the run game was good with 31 attempts, 126 yards, averaging for 4.1 yards per carry. Uh, the defense was okay. They had three sacks and six tackles for loss. So defense wasn't spectacular. They did go up against the Tampa Bay Bandits, who are a better team than most. I remember a lot of people were like, this Tampa Bay Bandits team is absolutely incredible because they beat the Pittsburgh Moles by so much in the opening weekend of the end of the USFL. But no, guys, I said it back then. I don't think the Tampa Bay Bandits are going to be one of these teams that is going to win that division or is in conversation to win that division. And I was right, bruh. So I know I, you all are probably very mad for me for saying bruh. I know that's, I say that a lot on the podcast, but... It's part of my language. But, yeah. Uh, Alright, so I think that's going to be it for this week of the USFL uh, power breakdowns. Uh, that's really all I have to say about this week's edition. I did watch the games. Um, they are enjoyable. So if you are an NFL fan, tuning in, you don't have a USFL uh, team in your city and you're wondering who to root for and you just want to be a bandwagon or go with the Birmingham Stallions I understand that you don't have a team in your city to root for so you might as well start rooting for someone and then if they expand the USFL later uh, they'll maybe go to your city I do have I do think they will expand after this season because I do think they are exceeding expectations or or I should say meeting expectations uh, or I could be completely wrong and they're not meeting expectations at all. But I do think they are. And I made some bread this week. And I think you may be able to make some bread using my weekly breakdowns. Now, I can't promise that you guys will make money if you bet using my layout of which teams are best. Although what I can say is that I did ha- I did do a perfect ranking last week. Uh, I think I did a good ranking this week, but only time will tell. We'll know in a week from now. Uh, I will say, though, although I'm like saying I did so great this past week, two weeks ago, I bet I did a three-leg parlay on the USFL, and I got every single one of those games wrong. Uh, although, maybe I'm trending in the right direction now with having guessing all four of those games correctly this week. I also did a four-game parlay for $2, and that gave me $11. Why I didn't just combine the two dollar? I think it was just because I wanted to do a four game parlay, but I didn't want to risk all fifty dollars that I was given by this uh, gambling service. I'm not gonna say the gambling service uh, or promote it because I am not sponsored by them. If they want to sponsor me, any of you gambling services, I would be down to sponsor you, especially if I really like your rates. But then again, I do have to like what you got. So as a gambler myself, likes to bet on sports, I gotta like what I see. So I'm not just gonna give my viewers some trashy gambling thing. I am committed to you guys and with that being said i'll see you next week or if you're watching wednesday or saturday then i'll see you then but i'll see you sometime <laughs>